0: Praise the name of the Lord. Could we lift up a hand towards heaven and just thank Him for what we have already felt here today and for what we've heard? And Come on, would you just take a moment and begin to thank God for all that He has done in your life and all that He's continuing to do in your life, that God, there's nobody like you, that there is none beside you, Lord, none greater than you, that God, I'm trusting in you, that Lord, you are the way, God. You are my God, Lord. And I worship and adore you, Lord Jesus. And somebody said amen. Turn to your neighbor and just let him know it feels good to be in the house of the Lord today. Come on, turn to somebody else and just let him know it is good to be in God's house on this rainy day cold, gloomy day. God is shining brightly in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to give honor to the church. What an absolute opportunity, great opportunity it is for us, as Brother Gillian mentioned yesterday, to uh, be with your team. And uh, what's really cool is if you're coming in on a Sunday morning like this, it's, it's really cool to think that there was a whole group of people here yesterday planning, scheming, praying, focusing, uh, putting their vision together, their focus together so that the church would advance in this last day. I'm thankful for leaders like this that want to get down to it and say we're going to advance in this last day, to advance the kingdom, to advance the truth. That revival will take place in Kendallville, Indiana. Come on, somebody. That revival will take place in the schools. That revival will take place in the workplace. Amen. God is good. I want to give honor to your your pastor and your first lady. If you are thankful for brother and sister Gilliland, come on. Would you show a little bit of love? Come on now. Amen. He was putting it kindly when he says that we talk quite frequently. I probably bother him uh, to death almost on the daily, and I appreciate their service to the district, and uh, they work really, really hard. They work really, really hard, and we are absolutely honored to have them as our Indiana Youth Secretary and the great work that they are doing, and I'm so thankful to uh, be with them and their family, their their family and uh, it is so good to also see Brother Caleb Bowman. We love you, bro. Thankful for you. Brother Caleb does so much also out at church camp and is giving of his time and his effort, and we thank him, and we were with your brother last week, and so it was good to see him, and love you guys and appreciate you all, and I just want to Give a quick shout out to Sister Mandy and Brother and Sister Miller and Sister Millis. What a tremendous job to get up here to testify to sing. Excellent, excellent job. As we go into Thanksgiving and Sister Miller, I uh, it, it it hit me with that song. My dad was in the Lanny Wolf Trio, and so I uh, I grew up listening to that song. Uh, thousands of times. And uh, and so it was a special moment to hear that today. And so thank you for that that song, Minister, to me. I want to give honor also to my wife. I'm so thankful for Sister Hannah Peterson and uh, all that she does. Yes, if you want to let her know. I'm thankful to do ministry with you. I'm thankful to do life with you. And Sister Millis, you were talking about family and talking about the importance of marriage and we're blessed and I'm thankful for you and my three little girls and God is good. Can I get an amen on that? Turn with me to Acts chapter one. How many likes a good podcast? All right, me and Brother Gilliland, a couple others. Um, I was listening to a business podcast the other day. And I found it incredibly interesting. They were talking about a, I don't know, a small business owner, some guy by the name of Elon Musk, uh, owns PayPal and Tesla and he's taken over Mars and all sorts of things, right? And, and what was incredibly interesting about the podcast is they were saying that in 2000 and 2001 and that Uh, uh, time frame when he was starting to get more successful, but yet was accessible. They were saying that you could purchase time to sit down and to kind of get his ideas on business and to get his ideas on if this would be a good idea or if this would be a bad idea. And you could just kind of uh, glean from him. And the podcast was going on to say that in this day and age, there is literally no dollar amount that you could spend to sit down and to just get ideas or feedback or thoughts from Elon Musk unless it was mutually beneficial. Unless he could have buy-in on the business. and Unless he could have some ownership stake. And, and they were saying that at this stage in the game, there is no dollar amount that you could spend to sit down, and to speak with him. It got me giddy, Brother Gilliland, that we serve a God that created the heavens and the earth. He spoke this whole thing into existence and he has time for you and I. David said it this way. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my call and he picked me up out of the pit, out of the miry clay and he set my feet on a rock and he established my goings and he put a new song of praise on my lips and it all originated because there's a God in heaven that wants to hear from you and I. No matter what he has done and what he has created, he has time for you and I, and I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I serve a God that every time something comes up in my life, God is hearing my prayers. That has absolutely nothing to do with where I'm going today, but I just felt like I needed to mention that. The word of God is good. Can I get an amen? Acts chapter 1, and beginning in verse 15, the word of the Lord says this, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. He said, men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, somebody say Judas, Judas. which was guide to them that took. Jesus, for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry, and now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst. And going on down to verse nineteen, it says, "And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch as that the field is called in its proper tongue, Asoldama. I don't know. Whatever it is." It's a place that's known as the field of blood. Scripture goes on to say, for it was written in the book of Psalm, let his habitation be desolate, let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take, and look at this in verse 21 and 22, wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time, that the Lord... Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John under the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, whose surname Justice, and Matthias. Somebody say Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of this ministry an apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell. That he might go to his own place and they gave forth their lots. And the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was numbered with the eleven apostles. I want to preach to you for a few moments on the simple subject. The twelfth disciple. The twelfth disciple. Would you... Lift up your hands and would you ask God to give you ears to hear and a heart to receive today. God, give us ears to hear, Lord, that you have already done a great work in this place, that you have already moved in this place. But Lord, let this word fall on good ground today as we take a look at the 12th disciple. Lord, I pray, God, that saints and visitors and guests and young people all around in this sanctuary today, Lord, that That they would be receptive to what you want to speak to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. I want to begin this morning by mentioning that there is great importance that comes from the elders and the pastor and the spiritual authority in our life. Can I get an amen on that? That we we cannot take them for granted, that, that we cannot forget their impact, and we cannot forget their necessity, that we cannot forget their authority, and I'm thankful for the elders in my life, and I'm thankful for the pastor in my life, I'm thankful for the spiritual authority that is in my life, that they are there to help you. Come on, somebody. That they are there to direct you and they are there to help instruct you. Because you, we're not always going to do the right thing. We're, we're not always going to get it down pat perfectly. That That is a good thing that they are there to help and in, instruct and, and direct and, and to correct. Even though you may feel like you've got it all down, ta- down pat, aren't you thankful for somebody that's there to help guide you? Along the way. I was speaking to an elder not too long ago. And we were talking about just the state that we are in. And, and culturally. And in our world. And in our country. And, and how things are looking. And how things are going. And, and we were talking about the future. And talking about the past. And talking about heritage. and And all of these amazing things. And we were discussing some powerful thoughts. And he said one thing that stood out to me. He said, if I could look back over my life, there would be one constant message that I would preach to myself over and over and over again. And that would be that through it all, I must stay faithful. That no matter what comes my way, I'm going to stay faithful to the call of God. That I'm going to stay faithful in my giving and faithful in my serving, faithful in my believing and in my prayer and in the word that when things seem bleak and when things seem finished in my life and when things seem done, all through it all, I'm going to stay faithful. Hebrews chapter 10 says it this way, let us Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Matthew 25 says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, that thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things, that there's power, somebody hear me this morning, power in faithfulness. Paul said in 2 Timothy, he said, I've fought a good fight and I have finished my course and I have kept the... And since I've done that, there is now laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. What Paul was telling Timothy is that there is power in faithfulness. That through it all, I'm going to keep on fighting. And through it all, I'm going to finish the course no matter what. And I'm going to stay faithful. This elder's advice, it brought to my attention an interesting story found in Acts chapter 1. And if you're not careful, it can kind of sneak up on you. We know the book of Acts. It's it's our go-to. We look at Acts chapter 1 and we get excited about the promise of the Father coming. And aren't you thankful for the promise of the Father? That they are in the upper room waiting for something to come. But it's found in this portion of Scripture an interesting story on faithfulness. That we see that Jesus has ascended into heaven and and here they all are in the upper room waiting for the promise of the Father. That they were told that they would soon be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And that they were told that they would receive power after that the Holy Ghost would come upon them. And we are reading something from years and years ago, but the same is true today that when you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you receive a power that does not come from this world. Come on somebody. That the power of the Holy Ghost, it can drive out evil spirits and it can heal diseases and it can set souls free. That miracles and signs and wonders can take place through the power of the Holy Ghost. And if you have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost today, I've come to let somebody know that today is your day. That it's a promise that God has for you and for your children and for all that are far off. Come on, somebody, the Holy Ghost, it is for you. And this is what they were waiting for in Acts chapter 1, the promise. But while they were waiting, Peter made up his mind that I'm going to make good use of the time today. I've got 11 disciples in here and 120 that follow us around. And, and so while we're waiting, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to do a quick business meeting. He's making good use of his time and he recognizes that Judas is no longer with us. and And, and so Peter, he stands up in the midst of the disciples and he announces that it's time to make a hire that they wanted to find Judas's replacement, that we have 11 disciples here, and, and Judas, he had betrayed Jesus and, and took his own life, and, and, and now we've got to fill this open role. And this was a major decision for the disciples, that they were wrestling with who would become the 12th Disciple, it was probably something that, on their way to that upper room and and during this season of time, they were probably whispering who 's it going to be who who's going to get the most votes and and who's going to be the one that we all get behind and and who's going to be the one that we rally behind because of we've the need to fill this twelfth spot and it was in this meeting that they begin to gather, and i don 't know about you but brother Gillian I might Whisper over to you if I was in that meeting, and I'd ask, "Yeah, who are you thinking? Who, who gives the best Bible studies? Who who's built the biggest church or the greatest church or 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 who who's who's doing good in ministry or who's who's the one that has the giftings or who has the preaching ability and maybe who can drive out the devils and." And does he have tremendous charisma or leadership ability? That that maybe these are questions that you and I would be asking if we were in the upper room that day. But no, according to verse 21 and 22 of Acts chapter 1, the only thing that they were looking for was someone who just, hear me, somebody that just kept showing up. Wow. Just somebody that kept... Showing up. Verse 21 says, Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time, and that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. That they wanted somebody who had been with them since... The very beginning of Jesus's ministry and all the way through to the ascension, that nobody knew his name and nobody knew anything about him. His qualifications weren't based on his ability or his talent. Somebody hear me this morning. It wasn't based on his giftings or his knowledge base or how much money he had or how successful he was. None of these things mattered to those that were in the upper room that day. That when the eleven disciples, men had given up everything for three and a half years when they were tasked with adding one more person to the team. The only thing that mattered to them was, has this man been faithful? That it's at this point that we finally learn this man's name. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John never mention him in the Gospels not a single time but here is Matthias he was there when Jesus healed the sick and he was there when Jesus made the lame to walk he was there when Jesus was baptized he was just simply there he just kept showing up and kept showing up and kept showing up it would be late nights and early mornings but Matthias just kept Going up. Let me tell you something, church. Oftentimes we undervalue faithfulness. Oftentimes we overlook the importance of simple faithfulness. Oftentimes we forget its importance. But God does not overlook this. God does not forget this. God values your faithfulness. If we were in that upper room, we may have been wondering if he's got his doctorate degree and maybe we would want to hear some sermon clips and maybe we had uh, had the idea of thinking like the people of Israel when they were talking about Saul, that he is head and shoulders taller than any man, that he's he's good looking and he's a man of war. But the Lord looked to Samuel and he said don't consider his appearance. I have rejected him. That God was saying I don't look at what man looks at. That when I am calling and when I am appointing, I don't look through the same lens that man looks through. that That the flesh will look at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart hear me saints we are living in a day and age and with the help of social media that we're living in a day and age where perception is everything That if I can just look the part, if I can just say the right thing, that if I can just wear the right outfit, if I could just have the charisma, if I could just have what they have. Come on, somebody, that we can tend to judge others and ourselves on things that are completely meaningless to God. Because notice the criteria for becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. That this was the highest calling. That this was the highest office in the New Testament church. Being one of the twelve. That the criteria that the disciples received from walking with Jesus for three years. And being in prayer in the upper room. It wasn't talent. It wasn't success. It wasn't education or how good they sang or how good they spoke. It was simple. Faithfulness to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Faithfulness in something as little as he just kept showing up. I've come to recognize as being the parent of three little kids, I want to do all that I can to be Dad of the Year in the eyes of my kids, right? Like, I, I don't care what anybody else thinks, I, I want to be Dad of the Year. Every year when the voters are my children. And so sometimes we can get a little off with that. Well, I want to make sure they, they get the best education. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But we can start to go down this path of, I, I, I've got to make sure they're in the, the, the best sports team. And, the, and they're, they're, they're on the, the, the winning team. And, and I've got to make sure that they're going to this and, and, and wearing that. Come on, somebody. When at the end of the day, what is important for our children is that you are, hear me, that you're just there. That, that you, are, you are present in their life, that you are faithful to them for their life. It, it might seem like a very simple thing, but it's the same process in our relationship with God that he is simply looking for you and I to be present. Present in our prayer, present in our relationship with him, present in our worship, present in our praise, that God, I don't know, I'm going through a tough time right now, but God is just looking for your faithfulness, that when times are good, I'm going to praise the Lord, and when times are bad, God, I'm still... Then no matter what comes my way, that, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm faithful to your word, faithful in serving, faithful in trusting. Yeah. Yeah. That God is just simply looking for his people to show up and be faithful. And so hear me today when the going gets tough and when you are tempted of the enemy. And your life seems to be a mess. I've got one message for you. Keep showing up. Keep showing up when you're going through the dilemma. Come on, I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but when you are in the valley, I'm encouraging you to just keep showing up. When you get the bad report from the doctor, I'm encouraging you to just keep showing up. When your prodigal hasn't come home yet, I'm encouraging you to just keep showing up. That your prayer hasn't been answered yet, I'm encouraging you to just keep showing up. That the seasons where you're tired, in the seasons where you're hurt, in the seasons where you feel like you've been forgotten, I'm encouraging you to just keep showing up. I'm telling you, there's no question that God will do a great work in you and through you if you make up your mind that I'm just going to keep showing up. That, Lord, I'm going to teach the Bible study. Lord, I'm going to saturate my life in prayer. Lord, I'm just going to keep showing up. Keep showing up. Why? What's the reason we do this? Why put ourselves through this? It's because God values faithfulness. If you're wondering today what gets the attention of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What is it that when you call he picks up the phone? What, what is it that, that God will hearken unto our need and hearken unto our call? It is faithfulness. We see it in this story in Acts chapter 1. It's what the disciples were looking for because it's it's what Jesus would have been looking for. That we see it all throughout the New Testament that it's what sets people free. And, and we see that it's what allowed people to be healed. And, and we see over and over where Jesus would say, your faith has made you whole. That your faith has set you free. That your faith has healed you. That God faithfulness. And hear me this morning, it's faithfulness that will set you up for promotion. Think about Matthias. I'm sure there were a lot of opportunities that he turned down in this season of just following Jesus and the disciples. I'm sure that his buddies were telling him that he was crazy because he's not even getting recognized and they're not even letting him into the dinners after church and he's not even getting his his, 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 his acceptance in the group. He's, he's just a fly on the wall. And you're wasting your time, Matthias, following Jesus. It's late nights and early mornings and it's crossing over lakes and it's walking mile after mile after mile. Matthias, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. That I'm sure there were times where that was reverberating in his mind and in his heart that I'm sure he felt overlooked at times, never mentioned. Maybe there were even moments of doubt in this journey of just following Jesus, but there was something in the heart of Matthias that said to himself, there's something special about this man. That I'm going to follow him no matter what. That, that there's something about this Jesus that I can't get enough of. And, and so it's not about the bright lights or getting my name in a book. But I'm going to follow him no matter what happens next. I'm going to follow him during the long nights and the early mornings. I'm going to follow him no matter what. That there isn't one time that he's discussed or talked about. And yet here he is continuing to show up. That when all the others fell away at Calvary, and, and when all the others fell away because of confusion, and, and when all the others fell away because they thought maybe he isn't the, the Messiah, Matthias, he stayed with it. And because he stayed with it, he was promoted. As you look throughout the Word of God, you'll see that Moses was faithful and promoted, Noah was faithful and promoted, David was faithful and promoted. It wasn't Moses's excellent speaking abilities. It it wasn't that he had it all together. It was the direct opposite. It was the simple fact that he just stayed faithful to God. Church, here we are in 2021 and I believe with everything in me that God is wanting to do a work throughout our district and a work throughout Kendallville and a work throughout Fort Wayne and a work throughout our state and a work throughout our country. Come on somebody, a work throughout our world. I believe that revival is on its way. I believe that God is going to do it. Come on, is there anybody here today that believes that revival is going to break out in your high school and revival is going to break out in your workplace? Revive Is going to break out in your family. I believe it today. I believe it that you can give the Bible study. I believe it that the backslider can come home. I believe that God can work the miracle. But what's it going to take? It's going to take a modern day disciple to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to take a modern day Matthias. And it's going to take a modern day apostolic to say, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to the purpose and faithful to the call and faithful to the plan that you have for my life. It's incredibly important that we hear this this morning because today after service, the lights will go off. The music will fade, the doors will be shut, and we go back to real life. And you want to know what the enemy does? The enemy will say all that was was emotion, and you got excited for a few minutes. Now it's back to reality. But God is looking for somebody that on a Monday, when you are in the workplace... He's looking for somebody that's at school on a Monday when you are surrounded by non-believers or you're surrounded by co-workers that don't believe what you believe or have what you have. God is looking for somebody that will say no matter what I go through, I'm going to be faithful because God has a call for my life. God has a purpose for my life. God has an anointing for my life. The Lord, you can use me. So God, I'm going to remain faithful. I'm going to remain faithful when I don't feel it. I'm going to remain faithful when I don't see it. But Lord, I'm going to remain faithful. It's a guy by the name of Abraham Lincoln. United States president. What was he, the 16th president? Abraham Lincoln has quite the interesting story setback after setback, difficulty after difficulty. He he had a plan and a purpose, but man, there were some barriers along the way. Abraham Lincoln, his life is a little interesting to me. I feel like every state that I go to in the Midwest, it's like the home of Abraham Lincoln. We're just not, we're not real sure. Like, yeah, he spent time in Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, wherever. But it's because he's, he's got some Things that he went through to get to where he ended up as the president of the United States. In 1832, he lost his job and was defeated for state rep. And right then and there, I would think, man, maybe you should just go work for somebody else and call it quits on all this. But in 1833, he he thought to himself, I'm going to try to start a business. And it failed. In 1835, his... Sweetheart died. In 1836, he had a nervous breakdown. In 1838, he was defeated for Speaker of the House. In 1843, he was defeated for nomination for Congress. In 1846, he was finally elected to Congress. We rejoice with you, Abraham Lincoln. But two years later, he was defeated for that same position. In 1849, he was rejected for land officer. In 1854, he was defeated for U.S. Senate. In 1858, he was again defeated for U.S. Senate. But in 1860, somebody hear me. He finally was elected president of the United States. All because he stayed faithful to the plan. Abraham Lincoln just kept showing up, kept showing up. Defeat after defeat, he made up his mind that I'm going to keep on showing up. I'll tell you this morning. There's a lot of things that we can do on this earth that are pretty amazing, that we can strive for. But when it comes to the eternal things, there is nothing that compares to the purpose and the call and the plan that God has on your life. That Lord, there are some things that you are wanting to, every single person under the sound of my voice, God is wanting to do something in your heart and in your life. And so I'm encouraging you today that no matter how many defeats that you come across and no matter how many things get in your way, no matter how many barriers you have to go and be presented with, I'm encouraging you today to just keep on showing up. Paul said it this way that I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus that there are some positions being president of the United States. My goodness that's incredible Abraham Lincoln but Paul was trying to say that there is a high calling of God and nothing comes close to it and so I am pressing towards the mark and I'm going to do all that I can to be who God has called me to be that God values hear me this morning he values your availability over your ability musicians if you'd come this morning because he can give you talents and he can give you special gifts but God will never make you available that God values that availability over ability because he can give you the abilities and he can give you the talents and he can give you the special giftings, but he will never make you available. That is up to you. That's the free will that God gives you and I, that he will never force that on you and I, that it's completely up to us to say, Lord, here I am. I am all yours. And today I'm praying that there's an individual under the sound of my voice that will say, God, I don't know where I can serve and I don't know what I can do, but Lord, I'm available unto you that God, I'm wanting to choose to be faithful that God, I don't know what you have for me. I don't know what you're wanting to do, but Lord, let me be a modern day Matthias. That Lord, I'm not worried about the recognition. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. But Lord, I just want to be with you. I just want to keep showing up and showing up and showing up. Because I don't know about you. There's nothing greater than being a part of what we get to experience right here, right now. That we are living in the last day. But we have nothing to fear because God has left us two amazing things. He's left us His Word and He's left us His Spirit. And if I have the Word of God and the Holy Ghost, the revival can take place in the school. If I've got the Word and the Holy Ghost, the revival can take place in my community. If I've got the Word and the Holy Ghost, there's nothing that can stop me. There's no barrier too big. There's no wall too big. I've got Jesus on my side. So, Lord, I'm going to remain faithful. Would you stand with me and lift up a hand towards heaven? Come on, would you just begin to cry out to God right now at your seat that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, what is it that you want me to be faithful with? What is it that you want to do in my heart? What is it that you want to do in my life? Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. There's a story in the word of God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The book of Daniel that King Nebuchadnezzar, he created a golden image. He demanded that every person bow down to this golden false image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they made up their mind that we are not bowing down to this false God that we are not, it doesn't matter if the whole world is doing it, we are not bowing down, we are going to remain faithful. It doesn't matter what happens. Well, unfortunately, the very next thing was they got brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. And they got put into a furnace. And the Bible says that they heated it up seven times hotter. The king wanted them gone. Many of you know the story, but the story is that they get into that fiery furnace and the Bible says that they were not quenched by the fire and they didn't even smell like smoke. That in that, in that furnace was a fourth individual that took on the form of the son of God, that God performed a miracle all because somebody decided to stand when the rest of the world is bowing down. That no matter what I come across, God, I'm going to stand for you. That when the rest of the world is bowing to certain things, Lord, I'm going to remain faithful in standing for you. That I might be the only one, but God, he values your faithfulness. The most interesting thing to me about this story in Daniel chapter 6 is the very last verse. This entire chapter, King Nebuchadnezzar is trying to end their life. And you get to the very last verse, and the Bible says that the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We never saw that one coming. You wanted us dead just a few verses earlier, and now you're promoting us into the kingdom of God. I'm here to let somebody know that you don't see it now, but your are Your faithfulness is going to open up doors that you never thought would be possible in your life. That you cannot see it and you don't know how it's going to work out. But God is going to make a way where there is no way. Because he values and he honors your faithfulness. Every hand lifted in the house this morning. I'm wondering if there's an individual under the sound of my voice that will say, God, I want to be faithful. I don't know what he's challenging you with. And I don't know what you're going through. But I wish there'd be a saint of God that would say, I'm going through it. But I'm making up my mind today that, God, I'm going to take a step of faith in your direction. That I'm going to trust you through it all. I'm going to trust you in the low points. I'm going to trust you through the high point." Come on, is there somebody here this morning that would make their way down to an altar and say, God, I'm going to remain faithful through it all. That when the rest of the world is bowing down, I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand for you and stand for your word. Come on, that's it. Somebody find a place right now that says, Lord, I'm going to remain faithful to you. That I'm not bowing down to the doctor's report. I'm not bowing down to the valley low. I'm not bowing down to the enemy. I'm not bowing down to what the enemy's saying to me. But Lord, I'm going to stand for you. Come on, who will square their shoulders today and say, God, I'm going to stand in the midst of the dilemma. I'm going to stand in the midst of this last day and remain faithful to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, all across this place, would you lift up your voice? I pray that right now, let holy boldness fill this place. Lord, let apostolic authority fill this place. That God, I'm going to stand for you.
1: We are here. holes are still being loosed. God, we believe. Yes, we can see. it. The wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain.